1: to a very special Life Day edition of Wookiee Radio. Of course, on Sorcerer Radio it's the day after Life Day. On the podcast, we're a couple days, but as we're recording, it is Life Day. Uh, so, happy Life Day, everyone. It is the Smugglers 3 plus 1. Uh, we are joined this week by DW60's Press Row host Jeff Davis. How's everyone doing? Oh, and I forgot it is Derek, Ken, and myself Mike. I'm, I'm so <laughs> A rush to get Jeff introduced <laughs> I blow past everyone else. It's That's a, okay. We don't count. It's been – uh, no, y'all count. It's just been a long day for me this week – today. I only count to 10. See, I, I can only count to two because on three you lift. Uh,
2: see, I can I can count past 10, but I can take my shoes off.
3: <laughs> well, if you really want to go there, I can count – never mind. <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> so, Ken, I'm glad to, I'm glad to see the Imperials let you go in time for Life Day.
2: Oh yeah! I once again duck, dodging and diving. <laughs> Last time I was hiding out, I was able to actually record or um, call in and give you guys a report. This time there was no way; they had all the signals jammed. They, they're
1: catching on. We we told you That's stay right. away. From, we told you stay away from Lothal, but <laughs> wouldn't listen. Yeah, but
2: the, but but those cute little Loth cats. I mean, you got to go see them every once in a while. <laughs> True. <laughs> um I'm part of a lost cat rescue group. Ah. Oh, that's nice.
1: <laughs> now, Jeff's joining us because he's actually been playing a a little Star Wars Battlefront or Battlefront 2. And uh, yeah. what can what can you tell us about Battlefront 2? Uh,
0: a little bit? No, I, I've, I've been diving deep, deep into it, um, even through all the uh, controversy surrounding the game, starting at first and everything. But um, l- let me just say this first. This is the game that DICE and EA should have released in 2015. Okay. This is what everybody was expecting back then, and it's not what we got. Um, because the original Battlefront even though it it really was a good game. It it really was. I enjoyed it a lot and, and played it quite a bit. But it was just lacking something and it was something that was covering a lot or almost the entire Star Wars universe as a whole. Right. Talking episodes 1 through 3, 4 through 6, you expected uh, the Clone Troopers and so much more and you never did get that because, you know, those episodes were, you know, had already come and gone so long ago. So what you're getting with Battlefront 2 is really episodes 1 through three, four, five, and 6, episode 7, and you're getting just a tad of, you know, like character. Skins and stuff like that on episode eight, and finally this time you actually get a campaign to play with Battlefront two, which you did not get in the original Battlefront, which a lot of people really, really wanted. And I treat the campaign itself kind of like Rogue One; okay. it's that in-between story. So,
1: so in many ways, this is very similar to the original Battlefront series when it came out. Yeah. It was the capture the flag Mm -hmm. type thing. And then the second one, we get the space battles and the campaign, Mm -hmm. which you go through the whole creation of Vader's fist through the time that Vader is killed off. So essentially, it sounds like their dice is kind of almost duplicating that same model.
0: With, with that, then. They did. They did. You, you've got the campaign. You've got the multiplayer. Let's see. You've got one, two, three, four, five different multiplayer options to choose from. Galactic Assault, Starfire Starfire Assault, Heroes versus Heroes, your basic team deathmatch, and there's one other. I can't remember what the name of it is. Um, Majority of everybody right now is playing uh, Galaxy Assault, and um, so far I haven't seen too many buggy things that really bother me too much, other than what all the talk was about the game before it actually came out. What happened during the beta, what a lot of people found out. Uh, that That was the main thing that a lot of people worried about but the game itself is it works smooth and here is what dice and ea have really done what they did with battlefront back in 2015 attention to detail. The way that these worlds look, whether it be Tatooine, whether it be on the second Death Star, uh, whether it be on Naboo or something else, the attention to detail that they put into this game, once again, they took their time and they did it right. They really did it right. The controls are nice and smooth, everything. There's a little bit of a learning curve between 2015's version and this one, just on a few things here and there. Um, But otherwise, I'm extremely, extremely pleased. And I cannot Wait to see what they're going to implement from The Last Jedi into Battlefront 2, because I think it is eventually good. They're going to wait for the movie to come out, let everybody right. probably get, get used to this one as is right now, and then probably have some DLC that people are going to get their hands on in order to do other things, uh, new locations, new maps, and everything else. As far as the campaign goes, like I told you, it reminds me of Rogue One. Uh, takes place directly after uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, when the second Death Star explodes, and it's specifically has to do with an Empire uh, Special Forces group called uh, Inferno, I believe is the name yeah, of Squadron. Yeah, yep. Squadron. Yeah. Right. And uh, voice acting is phenomenal. Graphics are phenomenal. All around I am really excited to spend a lot of hours on this game. I really am. Now, the
1: game controller aspect,
0: uh, is it easier than it was with
1: the first Battlefront?
0: Well, to each their own. You know, there's a learning curve with any new game. They did take away some of the aspects of 2015. Uh, as far as basic controls or star cards and stuff like that, that you would use during the game. Um, everything is pretty balanced right now, as far as weapons go and, uh, between an X wing or even a tie fighter or just everybody has the same type of, uh, Weapons to use. It's just, it's grinding it out. It's opening up new things. It's modifying your weapons. But the controls, pretty basic, okay. pretty similar. But there are a couple of things that they've kind of changed up. Uh, not too major, though.
1: Okay. Because for me, the original, the with the ships... I found the like the flight was, was a difficult challenge for me to do. Even with the gamepad, uh, it was a struggle for me. Now, yes, I'm a, I'm a gamer, but I don't consider myself a, an elite gamer or a... No, me either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, of course, I'm playing on PC. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able, whether I'm using the keyboard or keyboard-mouse combo or the gamepad, which... For Battlefront, I had to get a Logitech. I had to get an Xbox controller emulator because I don't have an Xbox controller, which apparently will plug into a PC. Yeah, I don't. Ha- yeah. I don't have that, so my Logitech controller. I had to get an emulator to make it read as a Xbox controller. Um, but I found. Some of the the ship battles were mm-hmm. difficult for me. The the at or the atst I had no problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the land stuff was pretty fairly easy. It was all those the fighters that I had I had issues with. Because like I think
3: I didn't have a problem with the fighters, but I was playing on on the PlayStation Four, so I don't know if that made any difference or than the PC or.
1: Well, it might be one of those. I just might need to break down and just eventually get an Xbox style controller instead. Of the Logitech. Um, <laughs> I, just for I think a lot,
0: the, um, a lot of the a lot of the targeting system, as far as you know, the Starfighters that you use in Starfighter Assault is pretty much the same. Uh, what your left and right sticks do, what your two triggers on each side do. Um, the Star Card system is different in a way as far as the different abilities that you can put on your Starfighter um, and your, you know, your soldier, whether you're, you know, Imperial or Rebellion, doesn't matter. Right. Um, but those those are pretty much the same. One thing I was happy to see go away in Battlefront 2 was the jetpacks. You don't have a consistent jetpack all the time connected to your uh yeah to your player, to where you're just jumping and, and, and sailing through the air and everything else. It's pretty much a ground game. It's a ground game the whole way. You do have you know the different walkers that you can tr- choose from. Uh, as far as uh, when you're on the maps, uh, you do have your ion grenades and, and stuff like that. A lot of the same stuff that you, that you had before. But those jetpacks, I was happy to see go because that really got on my last nerve. When you're trying to put somebody in your sights and then all of a sudden they just they're up you know 50 feet in the air and they're going Backwards and just really annoying. Well, the jet, doesn't happen.
1: Anymore. The, the jetpacks was a, a flaw from um, even the the original run as well. Uh, I I felt that they were a bit of a struggle there. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's like if you hit the jetpack, oh, you got a, a nice little boost to to yeah. cross, you know, to get a good leap across the screen. But it, it was so hard to control in that mode for for the short I mean, burst that you got.
0: There, there are jetpacks available, but with. Elite hero type of selections, uh, different uh, levels of a stormtrooper or a, you know, Rebel Fighter, which has a jetpack attached to it, but you don't have that. You have to earn the points in-game in order to choose that character, a lot like what the heroes are for Darth Vader, Skywalker, um, anybody else, Yoda, stuff like that. You have to earn the points in order to use those. Those little icons in Battlefront from 2015 that you would choose to you know, get a power-up, or you would choose to get uh, an X-Wing fighter, or get on the AT-AT or anything else, those are completely gone. They are nowhere to be found on the map whatsoever. Those little icons that you would run in to, or those hero icons that you would just randomly find, and then you could choose a hero. You have to earn all of this stuff now. You're not just giving it, giving it anymore. Um, which is kind of frustrating sometimes, because um, I, I think that uh, that Dice needs to work on the point system a little bit better, uh, as far as what you earn while you're in-game. Uh, I think it's a little bit low right now, especially for those players who are getting you know 15 to 20 kills per round. Uh, you're Just getting 100, not getting 150 for a headshot... You you know, as far as points wise, and you need that to get those power ups, and uh, not getting that exactly, so that's a little bit annoying. But uh, like I said, you just got to grind it out and 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 really work towards. It. It's a lot like Destiny. If if there anybody that's ever played Destiny, you're not given anything on a silver platter. You have to grind it. You got to play hours upon hours to get all of the good gear, and and that's a lot of what Dice and EA are wanting you to do uh, with Battlefront 2, in my opinion. So okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay Whoa, chewie
0: uh, he's really good in the game by the way <laughs>
1: uh, he, he's a little <laughs> he up- really good I guess he's a of little course up- he is. he's a little upset about something that happened with the game that I guess yeah. led to an update coming out or something. Uh, Derek, you've got that informa- information, right?
3: I have an official update on Star Wars Battlefront 2 from Oscar Gabrielson. Gabrielson, the GM of DICE. And it says, Thank you to everyone in our community for being the passionate fans that you are. Our goal has always been to create the best possible game for all of you, devoted Star Wars fans and game players alike. We've also had an ongoing commitment to constantly listen, tune, and evolve the experience as it grows. You've seen this with both the major adjustments and polish we have made over the past several weeks. But as we approach the worldwide launch, it's clear that many of you feel that there are still challenges in the design. We've heard the concerns about potentially giving players unfair advantages, and we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. This was never our intention. Sorry we didn't get this right. We hear you loud and clear, so we're turning off all in-game purchase We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline and all progression will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date, only after we've made changes to the game. We'll share more details as we work through this. We have created a game that is built on your input and it will continue to evolve and grow. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is three times the size of the previous game, bringing to life a brand new Star Wars story, Space battles, epic new multiplayer experiences across all three Star Wars eras with more free content to come. We want you to enjoy it. So please keep your thoughts coming and we will keep you updated on our progress.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Jeff, <laughs> as a gamer, who's been playing this, your thoughts on, on this little, uh, <sighs>
0: Well okay. I don't know what you so, want to What he's talking about is the to gain a basically what we call pay to win. This is basically right. what this is. This is gambling. And, and in my in my opinion, it's gambling is what it is. Because you're paying for you're paying an amount of money for a certain amount of basically Republic credits. That's what I break it down to be. And let's say the highest that you could go was you could pay a hundred dollars and get X amount of credits. And the that would give you the opportunity to open up loot crates. There's a loot crate system in the game. And what these crates give you are power-ups to the star cards that you may or may not already have. So these people would go in and some people would spend close to $400 to get these extra credits and they would be opening up all of these star cards. And so right off the bat, I mean, just $99 would get you 40 crates and there's three to five star card upgrades per crate. And there's different levels. You've got, you know, your, your gray ones, which are just basic, your green ones, which are rare, and then your purple ones, which are legendary. And so out of 40 crates, you would get a lot of stuff and people were paying this and they're automatically, right off the bat, getting this huge edge over all these other players who are just just now starting the game as well, but saying... I'm not going to sit here and pay ten dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars to do what I can do in the game just by playing it. Yes, you're going to progress and get those crates, that those credits to open crates a little bit slower than the other people. But these other people with all this money to spend, they're automatically getting an edge. And what does that do? That makes the game not enjoyable for all of those other people not willing to spend that money. Right. And because of the system that Dice put into place, there has even been talks of this game being banned in certain countries. It's mm-hmm. being investigated right now in Belgium. It's being investigated in China because they also consider it a form of gambling. So wow. enough people got on the boards on either the Dice website or the EA website. I can't exactly be sure which one it was and really stirred up a lot.
3: I think it was actually on Reddit. If I remember Was it correctly.
0: Reddit? I wasn't sure yeah. which one it was.
3: I believe it was, yeah. And the other thing is it kind of hearing about that kind of can turn off people who who uh haven't played the game yet yeah. like like myself for example when i heard about this i was like oh wait a minute what's going on here but
0: mm-hmm.
3: so that you could have that effect as well
2: yeah it sounds like it's actually more almost a um variation on what they've done with almost every mobile game out there yeah.
0: and that has right, been mentioned yeah. too yeah that has yep. been mentioned yeah. um, this is a new thing that uh these companies that are putting games out there's a new thing they're doing they did it with uh with Blizzard, with uh, Overwatch, you know, they use the loot crate system in order to get people to uh, to spend money in order to open their loot crates and everything else, and the mobile games as well. But when you're giving people an automatic edge on a game that already costs $60, and then you've got the other version, the Elite uh, Trooper Deluxe Edition, which is $79, and then you have even one, you know, more that you do get some nice, you know, unlocks with this version that I got, but you're already paying $60. It's not a free game you're already paying for it so why are you wanting me to drop more money just to open up stuff I can get while I play the game now dice did say yes you can still get these upgrades but people were doing you know some pretty good math on it they said just to open up and be able to use somebody like Luke during uh, Galactic Assault would take around 40 hours to start opening up these heroes to be able to have enough credits to use them and that that really really upset people that's a lot of game.
3: yeah Yeah, it is So, that's like, yeah, that's all that's all like an RPG
1: almost.
2: It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what we call grinding. That's De- called, definitely. That's
1: definitely uh-huh. grinding. Yeah. That's called taking a vacation and working on this.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, I did take the day off that the elite version came out because it came out three days prior uh, to the uh, version that came out today uh, just to get an opportunity to play it a little bit. And because I was really looking forward to it. The fact that they did have this loot crate system in place and people paying stuff did not deter me. I'm not the one who has to be in the top three at the end of every single round. I don't have to. Mm. I just want to play the game. I just want to have a good time. But
3: Yeah, there's a whole, not just with this game, but there's a whole big controversy about the the whole um, loot crates and everything and yeah. pretty much in the whole gaming
0: world. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, what's that mobile game? Uh, Earth, Earthstone or Hearthstone? I can't remember. Hearthstone, Hearthstone, yeah. Yeah. Hearthstone, yeah. yeah, That's another one. It's free to play if you want to download it, put it on your phone, computer, or anything else, but you want all the good cards, Blizzard wants you to pay that money. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. But you're paying for it because it's free. It's a yeah. free game, and you're spending yeah. a little, so you spend $60, you get lots of good stuff, but like I said before, this game's either $60, $80. You're already paying DICE and EA their money, so for them to right. Right. and disable this they did by i think it was 11 10 11 o'clock last night they put that message out and the opportunity to get to buy all of these credits and those crystals was completely removed from the game it, the option to buy that little icon on the bottom of the screen you can still hit it but when it comes up it is a blank screen there is nothing there <laughs> so they were pretty serious about it when they did it yeah huh. so but it's a great game it, it it really is i mean i even went as far to put it on a uh, um, a quick rating scale out of uh, like five stars and stuff. And uh, as far as the campaign goes, I gave it a 3.5 out of five, um, about a quarter of the way through the campaign, but you can dive deep into it. I love the characters. I love how the cutscenes flow into the gameplay really, really well. It's just absolutely fantastic. The nice. multiplayer a 4.0, it's got bugs updates will come. So just be patient with it. Uh, Mike, you had mentioned the playability as far as controls and stuff like that. I gave it a 3.9. Stays pretty true to the 2015 version. Not that much of a change. A little bit of a learning curve. Okay. Graphics. Graphics, I gave, even for me, just playing on regular 720 or 1080, I even gave it a 4.5. If you want the true experience on this and you have a 4K TV and you have like an Xbox One X or something else, play it on 4K. You're going to absolutely go crazy over it because it looks phenomenal. Sound wise, I gave it a 4.0 because the sound, again, attention to detail and having those the, the Star Wars universe in your headphones when you play is, is, is great. Um, <laughs> replay value, the other day before they made this change, I gave it a 3.0. I'll bump it, bump it up to a 3.5. And we'll see how the progression goes. See if there's any DLC coming out soon. I did notice this one other thing. There is no season pass right now to buy for Star right. Battlefront 2, which I'm hoping stays true and we get free. DLC, but that could change if they are not going to do this loot crate buying system right. anymore. So I don't know,
3: right? Because that's why they got rid of the season pass
0: was for that. So yeah, yeah. so that could change. Uh, we could be seeing a season pass coming uh, in the next few months or so if, if they're going to be bringing us some uh, some new content. So we'll just have to wait and see. But all in yeah. all, the game fantastic. So, Love it.
2: So, um, since you've played a little bit, is there anything that thoroughly surprised you that you weren't expecting to find in the game? I mean, because they've as it's coming out, they tell you a lot of what's coming. I mean, what happened? what's in the game that you did not, didn't expect? It's so a pleasant surprise.
0: Campaign-wise, nothing in the multiplayer really surprised me at all because it's so similar, uh, the way it flows and the way you play. I mean, the maps are more bigger and more detailed in the multiplayer, but uh, I, I can't give away surprises as far as the campaign goes because I don't want to... I don't want to spoil it for other people. Okay. I don't want to spoil the nice little surprises you do get in the campaign, which but will there were surprise ple- you. yeah there were pleasant surprises in there, though. Yes, most definitely, okay. yeah. But I just don't want to spoil it for them. That, that's all. You know,
1: he he just doesn't want to talk about how yes they put in the Easter egg. You destroy the starship Enterprise with a star destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's all there is to it.
0: They, they are really they are really some nice surprises, uh, which you don't you, see coming. So yeah, nice.
2: You can you can they have a whole round of running around shooting Porgs on Octu, don't
0: they? Not yet, but I hope it's soon because I'm tired of, you know, every single person. Oh, they're so cute! I just actually love them! (laughs) Stop it! Stop! I don't want to (laughs) hear it anymore.
1: As we say here, Porgs, it's what's for dinner.
2: (laughs) Well, that's like, what was it, the original Battlefront 2 or 3 that had a level on um, Endor that you could just run around shooting Ewoks?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That was in the the second one in Battlefront 2. First time somebody told me,
0: first time somebody said Porg to me, I said, no, you mean Borg, not Porg. It's Borg. Resistance is futile. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) with with them, it's resistance. is futile with a Porg as well, because they're so darn cute.
1: Well, since since we're talking Porg, I'm going to change position of a story Mm -hmm. again. so we can do this; uh, it'll, it'll balance out fine. Um, Peta is protesting the Last Jedi due to unethical care of porgs. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Peta is protesting the Last Jedi due to unethical care of porgs.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make sure I heard that word that correctly. <laughs> <But it's, laughs>
1: um, get it? With zero traction in the real world, Peta is turning to the abuse of CG and animatronic animals in film and television. The nonprofit organization is has already secured a large cage and organic meals for the tiger on AMC's Walking Dead and is now taking aim at the biggest film franchise of them all. Writing the momentum of Disney backlash created by Twitter user Restore the Republic. PETA is moving full steam ahead to ensure Star Wars The Last Jedi's cute new cute little creatures called porgs are being ethically and properly cared for. <laughs> okay. Pork, porks, porks may have been taken, may have taken the world by storm after their appearance in a behind-the-scenes sizzle reel for *The Last Jedi*. But Peta immediately sensed something was very wrong with the animals. The pork's sad eyes and bizarre yelps raising many an eyebrow at Peta's Norfolk, Virginia headquarters. However, it wasn't until the official full-length trailer for the film that the organization mobilized into action. A spokesman for Peta had this to say regarding the porks. Not only was the lone porg taken from its natural habitat on Actu, but it was unrestrained and placed on the dashboard of the of the Corellian YT thirteen hundred model light freighter. Had the Wookiee <laughs> pilot gotten into a hyperspace crash, that porg would have most certainly died. As caretaker of porgs, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker should have taken better care of them instead of being unethical. Wow! Of course, Disney isn't taking this light lightly. Uh, the Entertainment giant immediately fired back. Um, they (parentheses) porgs, don't exist. So accusing us of treating them inhumanely is beyond ludicrous. In fact, it doesn't disservice. It does a disservice to the very real animals suffering under poor conditions around the world. Peter's attempt to make headlines with fake news says more than about them than it does about us. Says publicist and CG animal handler Troy Estevez. Uh, despite Disney's denial of any wrongdoing, PETA doesn't seem to be backing down. Um, it uh, Once you've crossed the Uncanny Valley to create lifelike animals on screen, you have the responsibility to treat these advanced life forms humanely. Even if that means hiring additional animators to create suitable living conditions and non-GMO forms of di- digital ambrosia, then that's your cross to bear. Otherwise, don't play God, added their spokesperson. Uh, and then they in this article, they show a picture Picture, and the caption to the picture is PETA claims Disney is murdering porgs and using their pelts to create a wide range of merchandise. <laughs> so it remains to be seen whether PETA's protests will impact Disney's bottom line when The Last Jedi lands in theaters December 15th, 2017. But if you're concerned for the safety of the Porgs, you can help protect them from danger with a T-shirt that warns people to proceed with caution and avoid stepping or running over the pocket-sized creatures. Now, as always, stay tuned um, to to the website that we got this story from, which that website is (laughs) fakingstarwars.net. So... Um, and, and it continues on for all the star Wars news worth faking. So hopefully everyone's gotten a little bit of humor over the fact that like the,
2: Onion, I can't believe you made it that far into the article. This is a fake story. <laughs> <laughs> this is a,
1: absolutely. And then it says at the very end, disclaimer, no Porgs were harmed during the production of the satire I got, I news article. One, <laughs> I love I it. I give
2: you that one, Mike. You made it all the way through the article. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> me, I wouldn't end. have been- that long that far i i was waiting for
1: jeff to to really ju- jump in and chime in here and go because jeff's notorious
0: for rants yeah <laughs> <I am. laughs> and, and I, I guess i can see it starting to build it's like <laughs> i was getting ready to find this story so i could get it ready for thursday's show let's just put it that way
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I will send you the link. Actually, I'm, I'm going to put the link in the Skype chat. That way you okay. could, for those listeners who, who normally listen to our show, but didn't catch this week's show, you could say you I heard, use it. you could use, use this, this. <laughs> for those people who don't listen. to Wookiee radio go, this is something that was talked about on Wookiee radio.
0: This is something you're missing on Wookiee radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: just on the side note, I got to say, uh, I like this little ad at the bottom corner here. That says stay on target. The, for a limited time, only the w- Bacon Porkins burger. <laughs> 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 yes. Making me kinda hungry.
0: Wow. <laughs> This is crap. I can't believe that's so. Funny. That is so funny. I love it. Absolutely. The onion for for
2: galaxy far, far away.
0: So you you have the link, Jeff, in the show, in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, I've, I, I just pulled it up. I'm gonna put it on as a favorite, so I don't uh, I don't miss it. So. Uh,
1: so if you want to hear how this plays down on another social radio show, that's DW60 Press Row. See what type of and after this story, just watch the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zones for for comments (laughs) to ensue. Oh man,
0: it's just crazy. So they're gonna lose it. They're gonna absolutely lose it.
1: Um. So speaking of losing it, let's get into um, the the latest episode of this final season of the show that we love called Star Wars Rebels
2: oh yeah and this last episode we had was only one this week we got Rebel Assault the ninth episode of season four uh, and it was we only got one episode because it's the mid-season finale finally this thing it's come up on us real quick Yeah, yep. so um, and I would like to say um, I loved it the, right off the bat very um, like second shot of the show we finally got X-Wings they don't explain yeah. where they came from but we finally got X-Wings and Rebels I, I want to know where it. they came from out of nowhere because you notice that they've not they showed us when they got the Y-Wings that showed us where they got them from. It us where the B-Wings came from, and X-Wings just kind of come out of nowhere. Mm. But, you notice, um, Hera has a rank increase. Did she get General earlier this season, or was this the first time we've heard her called General?
1: Um... I'm not sure. This may be the first time she's been called General.
2: I could have sworn she was still Captain Sindula. So, I don't know. I will have to go back and research that. But, we get, um, Hera leading Phoenix Squadron, uh, I believe it's, yeah, that was Phoenix Squadron, Mm -hmm. um, to basically, yeah. yeah, to liberate Lothal, which was great. You get, um... And you get Herod telling him accelerate to attack position and um, lock S foils into attack position. I mean, that, that, that's classic yeah, yeah. X-Wing stuff.
3: That gave me chills.
2: Yeah. yeah it was fantastic um, the rest of the episode was really cool but it's just dude I, I, I was just geeking out over X-Wings the whole time But um, I
3: was I was hoping that was going to be the whole episode
2: <laughs> well we also got the return of a couple of characters we've not seen in a long time we've got um, well let me look find the names here because I have them sitting in front of me we got um, Volt Scaris which was one of the, um, Thrawn's best TIE pilots yep. uh, but he was in a first or second season episode and as a tie tie fighter ace uh, uh we I also say got was the first season okay uh wait a minute let me get to the right there that's why i couldn't find him. i was on the wrong page we got um uh, mart Matten, which is uh, um phoenix two in this in the squadron but remember he was a part originally a part of uh, what was the other squadron it was the um the basically a misfit squadron on lothal remember them yeah. Oh, he was yeah, the kid yeah. he was the kid as part of Iron Squadron that's what it was the leader of Iron Squadron on uh, Lothal uh, bounce back let's see then Cleet looks like he's the character we've had as Phoenix 4 um, he was just another one of the pilots but um, yeah Phoenix Squadron was amazing to see um, but as they make it through the first wave of um, fighters they're going down to attack the base that's making the TIE Defender uh, but when they reach the second wave of TIE Fighters all of a sudden there's a whole lot more than they were expecting and they basically all the time they take down the X and Y wings and uh, just about all but one or two of the um, fighters go down in a blaze of glory basically yeah we don't um, Hera survives and uh mart survives but while they're fighting in the atmosphere and uh and above you get phoenix squadron on the ground uh basically taking out all the air defenses taking out the turbo laser defenses all the all other lasers uh on the ground so that they can't get shoot down everybody else but I, as they're go
1: ahead i love zeb's comment is this enough it's like do you not trust the bean
2: yeah when was the last time sabine <laughs> did not use enough explosives <laughs> So uh but as they're they blow up the towers and they're leaving as they watch um Phoenix Squadron crashing to the to the ground. They've been they've pretty much been shot down. And all of them are pretty sure they tell they tell Kanan the whole time as they're leaving that um Hera survived this. This is Hera. So and of course she's got Chopper riding behind her, right, riding a shotgun. But um but Kanan decides he's gotta turn around and head back to find Hera. Where well, while Hera did survive her crash and uh Mart survived the crash, and they basically fight the way into to get to the um, sewers like we saw in uh, the Kindred episode, I believe it was Where the, yeah. they, they use the sewers to get out of the city yeah, right. So yeah. um, <clears throat> they Hera um, They basically, they get Mart and Chopper Into the sewers, but Hera basically gives herself up So they can get away And she, of course she gets captured by Grand Admiral Thrawn And uh, Governor Price But uh, Mart does get away with Chopper And um, that basically The last scene of the episode Is Hera getting stunned By Governor Price We do get more Lothwolves, but we really don't get any any more information about the waffles it gives you more mystery because um he once again looks right at canaan it call and it says doom
3: right and no oh, loth cat okay. sorry so
2: I'm. yeah okay. there were no little kitties I'm almost
1: <laughs> wondering now if this particular loathal wolf or loath wolf is his uh, Jedi master that was killed shortly after he was
2: named. You talking um, Depa Bilaba? Yes. I don't know. I'm almost thinking it's more of uh, on the level of like where the Bendu was.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what. Where I was
2: it's not light or true. dark, it's just another manifestation of the Force.
1: Yeah, right. But, it but seems this, like. But this one, I happens. don't know
2: how much. Hmm?
1: But with this one having, you know, keeping mentioning his name, this is why I think it's it's uh, his former master.
2: Possibly. I think, I, I honestly think the Bendu knew his name also. One of those that they're so in tune with the Force that the Force tells them these things or it is the Force itself because really, I know we've seen um, we've seen Ezra and Kanan re- interact with the Lothwolves but I don't remember have any of the other characters really, um, they've not seen the Lothwolves interact with anybody. Uh, you notice that? Uh, yeah. They just see him as wolves off the off in the distance right mm. i don't think any of other characters have heard him speak or anything else
1: right well we do have some highlights and some trivia from from this week's episode um from starwars.com you know they they rank the five highlights uh number one just like you guys said lock S foils into attack position <laughs> how does that not just send chills up your spine or up your arm <laughs> whatever uh, General Sindola C- says the words so many fans are familiar with and leads her pilots into an intense fight against the Imperial forces. From dogfights to the destruction of the bigger ships, the Rebels battle hard. Uh, number two, Grand Admiral Thrawn is ready. Thrawn, however, is prepared for them. He always seems to be prepared, so so cool and so terrifying at once. So here's a question that I saw brought up on social media. Is the whole planet surrounded by the Empire or just one side? And if it's just one side, how come they didn't go the other side and come around under the radar once they broke through the atmosphere?
2: If you look at the amount of um Star Destroyers on that one side, I think he's got an entire blockade going all the way around the planet. Yeah, the whole We're only planet. Seeing one side, obviously. And he um,
3: might have pulled some of them to, to fight beside him, too.
1: Yeah. from the other side of the planet. Number three is the Ghost Crew. As Thrawn says, the coordination between air and ground assaults is impressive. Uh, he's not thrown by it uh, in his overall scheme, but he hasn't planned, but he hasn't planned for it. Part of that may be due to his lack of data of Canaan uh, and some being beyond the understanding of Jedi and Mandalorian. The best thing about the ghost crew is there's so much more than simple labels. Uh, the loth wolves return as number four. for as much as we've seen, uh, there's still very much a mystery. Uh, they seem more complex, more connected to the force any creature we we've met to, to this point. And then, um, number five is Rook catches his prey. Uh, it takes some doing, but Thrawn's assassin gets the job done. Uh, he proves to be a skilled adversary, but you can't help wonder how Zahara would have done it if she hadn't tried to keep Martin Chopper safe. And then with and
2: the, the thing was Rook, it, Rook, it's interesting because unless you were told that was Warwick Davis, they've modulated and played with his voice enough that you, yeah. there's no way to tell. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. Uh, but it was fun seeing them introduce him as Rook at uh, the the Rebels panel at Celebration. So uh, now the trivia gallery, um, Mark, Mark Madden returns, this time as Phoenix 2, and he has the name Sammy written on Arabish. On his helmet, but there, there's no explanation of why. And of course, this episode marks the debut of the classic X Wings to the series. Uh, they have a green livery, not seen in Rogue One or in New Hope, and with good reason given their fates in this episode. Um, now, Vault Scaris's Tie Fighter, uh, Tie Defender has his um, his little icon, the horned logo uh, on the cockpit, uh, right above the cockpit of cockpit window of his Tie Defender, and then the alien pilot, jokingly named Seekon Dari in the script, is of the Luke of the uh Lutrillion species. Uh, this was an alien design that was developed for the Cantinas, different Cantina scenes. So that's our trivia. That's our highlights and. Um, I'm going to say this might be something up Jeff's alley as well. Let's move on to a little Star Wars, the galaxy's edge news. Ah, yes.
3: Uh, So Star Wars galaxy is going to be uh, the galaxy's edge is going to be the, the theme park that, Disney's building for the Star Wars land. They're going to call it Galaxy's Planet. It's going to take place in is the planet Batuu. That's where it's going to be set. Uh, And Star Tours, the adventure continues, has already added Batuu to the ride experience, giving a peek of what to expect from the never seen in a Star Wars movie world that Disney is opening in 2019 with Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Here's a description of Batuu Disney posted Friday. This remote outpost on the galaxy's edge was once a busy crossroads along the old sublight speed trade routes, but its prominence was bypassed by the rise of hyperspace travel. Now home to those who prefer to stay out of the mainstream, it has become a thriving port for smugglers, rogue traders, and adventurers traveling between the frontier and uncharted space. Sounds like a good place for us. Yeah. It's also a convenient safe haven for those intent on avoiding the expanding reach of the First Order. While Batu may be new to us, it is clearly already familiar to many characters from the Star Wars saga as a stepping off point for epic adventures. That sounds pretty cool. I like like that they've given it a whole backstory and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, maybe Jeff can back us up on this. I thought they mentioned at D23, when they introduced the Galaxy's Edge, that this was going to be an outpost that is canon to the Star Wars universe. And we might have covered it here too. But it was gonna be a planet that was known to the to the Star Wars universe and might get mentioned in movies, but would never be seen in the movies. That way it could still keep the the air of you, you can go to it and, and not be altered by any any one director's view of of the planet in on film. That sound about right, Jeff?
0: Yeah, that does sound about right. And and that's something that I would expect um Disney to do is 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 get their guests a very unique experience that they haven't viewed in the Star Wars universe as far as the movies go or or anything else. Um, And and, and with everything that Disney does in their parks, everything has a story. And so it's obvious uh, that this place has a story uh, behind it as far as everybody that has visited it before. Like you said, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, Star Wars characters have... Visited that place many many times, uh, so I think that's the right move by Disney and um, for the directors not to ruin it in a, in a movie, uh, but with their own depiction of how it looks or what might be there and everything else keeps it unique to the parks, and that's that's really going to be a great thing. So that's real good.
1: Now, my mm. my question is going to be: yeah. since the comics and the novels are also canon that have been put out recently, does Batu get mentioned in any of the books as well, or do we see you know maybe? couple pages in a Star Wars comic with with Batu. Um and, and see it show up there.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't show up in like one of the um, DK books uh books like the absolutely everything you need to know or something like that. Right, right. Or one of the like if they put a um one of the atlases out something like that.
1: Okay, but what about something like Aftermath or uh, Catalyst uh Rebel Rising? It, w- would it be a disappointment to you guys if Batu um Played out even in a the smallest roles in in one of these books, or should it stay exclusive to to just the parks and not? And that's where you get the backstory of the planet, and not in the comics or not in any of the novels.
3: No, I think it'd be kind of cool to have it cross over.
2: Yeah, but I don't think you. I don't think it has to either. It would be no, one of those. Yeah. If it serves the story, that's awesome. If it right. doesn't, it doesn't have to have
0: that. Wouldn't you consider um, seeing it? Uh, uh, seeing it described in a book or seeing it, you know, you know, drawn in a comic, still leaves a little bit to the imagination as to what is and is not there. You know, that's 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 you know how they grip your readers and stuff like that. Seeing it in a movie and seeing it at the Disney parks doesn't leave anything to the imagination because it's there, it's physical. Uh, as far as the parks go, it's right there in front of you. As far as a movie, so I wouldn't have a problem with it being on a comic or a book. I think that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's move on then to uh, some collectible news. Uh, I guess this is and... me starting off, right? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, either way, you, you want to go to Hasbro or Lego first? Uh, let's do the Lego since it's uh,
1: a relatively quick one. Uh, okay. Lego re- revealed a Last Jedi BrickHeads 2-pack. Now, I didn't realize the BrickHeads were taking off like they, like they have. Uh, that surprised me. Mm. Um, what the BrickHeads are is almost Lego's version of the Funko Pops essentially um there over on the lego instagram uh there was a new post unveiling a new ray and kylo ren Brickheads two-pack details are limited with only a first of december launch date uh other than that there's really not much more information um but according to the box uh it's going to be roughly 249 pieces so figure is probably going to be 25 30 bucks uh, they tend to say average about ten cents a a piece for the for your price. Um, so
2: that, also if they're trying to keep this um be similar to like a Funko Pop, then that's about right for a Funko two pack or one of the larger packs of Funkos is right around 25, 30 bucks. Right. Uh, well, let me
1: check lego.com see what their normal or what the other what a standard single goes for.
3: Speaking of which, I did I actually saw those uh Funko two packs that we talked about the other day at Walmart. Walmart today oh. uh except so they must have already sold out of the han solo one han solo and grito because they didn't have that one which is the one i really want
1: i think that's one everyone wants Hence why it sold out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly now look looking on lego lego uh the shop lego site uh, all the different brickheads here are roughly 10 bucks 9.99 so for the two pack since it's exclusive, I think I might be right on target around 25 bucks, 25, 30 bucks. Yeah, that sounds right. Just because it is the exclusive and limited edition. So, um, I'm going to say, let's wrap up news wise. I think, yes, with, uh, with the Hasbro announcement that came out this week as well.
3: Yeah. Speaking of cute figures, uh, Hasbro is coming out with a, with new micro force figures. Uh, this is from star Wars.com And, uh, Uh, They're revealing a new line of blind bag figures, Microforce, which are super small and super cute takes on our favorite heroes and villains of Galaxy Far, Far Away. Wave one comes in December uh, with the figures coming two per pack alongside a checklist collector card. And the line covers the entire entire saga featuring everyone from Luke to Ahsoka to Kylo Ren and Jyn Erso. Uh, And they talk to... Andy Ochiltree, Hasbro Senior Manager of Global Brand Marketing, to find out more about the tiny figures, which are about an inch tall. Yeah. Uh, so StarWars.com asked, the art style is really charming. How did you develop the look for these figures? And Andy said, Microforce is a great departure from what we currently do with our figures and our three and three quarter inch, quarter inch force link and black. So it was really important to us that Microforce had a design language all its own. Our Our goal is to celebrate these beloved characters in a way that feels fresh and most importantly fun and the team did an awesome job of delivering on that. Uh, Then StarWars.com said, I really like that you didn't go with obvious character outfits for everyone, depicting Han in his Hoth gear and Finn in his Stormtrooper gear. What led to choices like that? Uh, And he said, we try to offer a fresh take on Star Wars characters throughout our product line in a way that's going to resonate with fans. A Hoth outfit for Han is a great example of that. In addition to making sure fans are receiving the figures they want, we think it's important there's an element of surprise in the collection. Our aim is to include unique characters that fans had no idea they even needed in their collections. With the new, cute, and fun styling, it allows us to explore all kinds of options for characters. And finally, what can you tell us about where the line might go into the, in the future? Will there be figures from Last Jedi, or maybe Star Wars Rebels and the standalone films? Part of the fun of any collectible line is the surprise of finding out what's actually in the collection. That's especially true for star wars so we don't want to give too much away that said we always plan to represent the entire star wars saga across Hasbro's offerings and it goes well well, this line is a perfect chance to do that
2: i noticed a couple of things that jumped right out of me real quick well one that last question jen urso and a death trooper are both in the series too so rebels or um rogue ones uh, are in there yeah but that first wave if you look that's a force ghost Luke. Mm-hmm. Is that a spoiler to something? Is it a force ghost mm-hmm. Luke or could it be a hologram yeah, Luke? Yeah, if you look at series two, it has Yoda as a force ghost. Maybe there's a leak there. That's the way Hasbro has always done um, when they, if they do a Force Ghost. It's just kind of a blue clear figure. Right. right. Also, right. this isn't a, this isn't really anything new. Do you guys remember? I believe what it was a Jedi Force that they had a couple years ago yeah. when they had the line of toys for um, young kids. This is right. smaller versions of it, very very similar to those. And they had another line that was uh, before that one that was the same thing.
1: Well, there were there was another line Galactic came, Heroes,
2: right? But yeah,
1: this is actually probably based more on the ones that came in like the little. Um, pill like little well, yeah. I don't know how you would describe like a container like this, right. uh, like a plastic bubble thing. Yeah. yeah, we're in blind packs, so
2: yeah, this is a blind bag. But yeah, that was the first thing that I noticed on this was like, wait a minute, why are we getting a force uh, force ghost, Luke? I know. Yeah. Oh, cool.
3: But also, these are coming. These are coming two <laughs> per pack, which is kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna want all of these, but <laughs> I know. No, I like um, that Chewy too. I say
1: before we get to uh, the upcoming publishers' release schedule for this coming week. Let's give Jeff a, a quick opportunity to maybe ask us some questions um, as someone who's from outside the show. Hmm. What what might you have for for us that you might want want to learn more in regards to us or our take on Star Wars? That I guess it's that question we always put out on Twitter, which I forgot <laughs> to put out this week um, <laughs> to get that listener interaction.
0: Okay, well, here's something that you'd be surprised people talk about. Uh, where I work uh, at the Air Force Base here in South Mississippi in my building. Uh, Even with the new film coming out on December 15th and everything. uh, The ever popular question, uh, two questions really, is who is Ray related to and who is the Supreme Leader Snoke? Who is he? And and there are so many different answers. There are so many different theories and I literally don't know which direction to go on any of that stuff. And I'm wondering if we're really going to find out anything Thing well, in this upcoming episode,
1: I, I think I do have the correct answer now for Snoke is the return of Michael Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, he would be the supreme leader. Yeah, that's that is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: we, we've talked about it briefly. It could be Mace Windu uh, or some of the other names. Uh it could be Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we just read an article in one
3: of the previous episodes that kind of confirmed that it's not Ezra, though. Right, find yeah.
2: correctly. Um, I know for my money, still I, doesn't I, stop I, the fan. I kind of hope. So. Yeah, well, I kind of uh, right. hope for me, for me personally, that Snoke is nobody we've ever met. He comes out of the, out of nowhere. Yeah, so that's just for me. Could be.
0: I've heard the uh, Darth Plagueis uh, theory. Uh, He never actually died. He was never actually killed. Well, Uh, I
1: I think I threw out one time that it'd be interesting if Snoke was a Emperor's clone that took on his own personality. Could be. And his his own, um, yeah, basically own personality. I got one,
2: Mike. I got a new theory for you. If you're going clone, how about George Saboah? Dust him off.
1: Yeah, could
0: dust him off, couldn't you? Hmm. Uh, And then I guess about Ray. the, the biggest one that I've heard that I kind of raised an eyebrow was that she's a Palpatine.
3: Yeah, I've heard that one too. Yeah, that's been going around
0: uh, partially I because of her fighting Real Interesting, yeah. I found that very interesting. And I went, wow, oh, that would be... Hmm. Uh,
2: for me, if she's not a Skywalker, I almost want her to be just like Snoke that just kind of came out of nowhere. A family that it, uh, no one even realized were Force sensitive anymore or something. So she, yeah, there is no backstory for Ray. Well, hmm. all she remembers is being on, um, on Jakku and that's all there is
0: that's like right. a true new character literally
2: I yeah mean, it's yeah. Well, I, this I think, is, you got to remember this is the Skywalker saga at this point the, they're in the Skywalker saga films right so. which
1: right now you have Kylo Ren as that Skywalker character exactly mm-hmm. yeah um but I mean, we do know some backstory that she was at the Jedi Temple when Kylo Ren brought it down.
2: We don't know that. Where do they where have they ever acknowledged that? I we believe... know that she was dropped off on Jakku right. because you see in the flashback that she's being given to Uncar Plot. That's all mm-hmm. you see, and you see a ship fly away. Other than right. that, they've never. I, I thought it was. Great. I thought it was confirmed that
1: she was she was one of the younglings that that sheltered no, the Knights of Ren. The, come the, out, the, that's and that's why they removed her off. Uh,
2: I've never a, seen I've, that confirmed. Yeah, now. they've never put it in. In, any, uh, in writing or in a movie or anything.
1: Hmm. Well, then I am wrong. <laughs> it does happen, folks. It does. So, the,
0: the thing yeah. is, is that she just has this uh, this defiant fire about her yeah. that, that has me lean towards the fact of she's the daughter of some Sith somewhere. If... I, I don't know. I don't know. She just, it's just something about her that just screams. She could turn bad at a moment's notice. Yeah. Which actually, she has so much passion, you know?
2: Yeah. That, well, the, the passion like that, that could lead to her, um, actually being, maybe she is Kylo Ren's little sister. Cause he obviously knows when they said a girl on Jakku, he thought he it rang a bell whether he had dropped her off originally or somehow he knew she was going to be there at some point and in a force awakens you can see he he's like wait a minute what girl as soon as he hears here's the the bb unit's being um was yeah. seen with a girl
1: yeah but i I you know I would then think that there would have been more of a connection between her and her and Leia the first time they meet
0: possibly well to be to be as educated well, as she is and didn't know it we saw it you know in the Force Awakens where okay. she just automatically resisted automatically started reading a mind automatically could convince somebody to unlock these and drop your weapon and everything just out of nowhere how how would she actually know that if she wasn't previously in some way form or fashion teached or taught yeah. I'm sorry yeah. you know
3: well here. He Here's my theory. I think that she is actually the the real chosen one that, you know, they all thought it was Anakin and everything. But the truth is, the prophecy was actually about her and nobody ever realized it. That's what I think. I, I a prophecy
0: I, misled me. Have been.
1: <laughs> I, I still yeah. like the potential theory that she could be daughter or granddaughter of of Kenobi. Possibly, it's possible too. I, and, and there, the, she may have some Mandalorian ties.
2: <laughs> See, I think the going back to the whole prophecy of the Chosen One. I, I I've heard this before from other places also, but I kind of subscribe to the um the prophecy of the Chosen One. The Chosen One is different depending on the generation. Right. I think the Good Force. Day. It's a good possibility that the Force produces a chosen one when one's needed, so that um, prophecy continues to be relevant for every generation. Mm, possibly. Because Anakin, cause George Lucas, as he said straight up, Anakin was the chosen one, period. But then once you get to New Hope, um, it looks like Luke was the chosen one. Mm, right. You move on to here, it looks like there's another new chosen one. <laughs> I think the Force mm. is always throwing up a chosen one until the one of them finally does what they're supposed to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
3: force just keeps throwing <laughs> one up against the wall, seeing who sticks. Pretty much.
2: <laughs> well, you got to think? Anakin did. Anakin did bring balance to the force at the end on the Death Star Two when he destroyed Palpatine because the original idea was the forces in balance when the dark side is defeated that was Lucas's idea of it and Vader destroyed the Emperor and when he destroyed the Emperor and died himself the Sith died with them that's why Kylo Ren is not a Sith Um, Supreme Leader Snoke is not a Sith the Sith are dead now there are dark side users but they're not the Sith
3: but then I think like with the introduction of characters like the Bendu and stuff which are actually actual balanced Mm -hmm. they're not light or dark that the the Balance of the force is somewhere in between, right?
2: Well, that's where we're going with this new, the new trilogy. Also, with um, Luke t- saying that the Jedi need to die because they've already killed the Sith. Now they've right. got to kill the other side. Right. Basically, right. is what is what I'm th- what I'm interpreting that to be. Right? That, okay. And they, they've already all but said that Rey's going to be a gray Jedi. She's not going to be light. She's not going to be dark.
3: Right? Which is why I, which is why I'm saying she's the chosen or a chosen one. And if you're like, if we go with your theory about mm-hmm. one every generation, then that would make sense so, have we helped you, Jeff? Made it
0: worse? Oh, you've made it worse. I'm, I'm probably not going <laughs> to sleep any between now and December 15th. I don't think I will. Um, you know, th- this is the type of stuff that keeps me up at night uh, because I get so excited about it. So, mm. fi- final question. Do you think we will be left with a huge cliffhanger on December 15th? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Probably,
2: since they, there has to be a reason to have a resolution in the third act.
0: Right. There
2: has to be something to resolve.
0: Mm. Yeah. They and are this notorious. As for a that. trilogy. Yeah. They are notorious. Right. Yeah.
3: now here's the other thing. Do you do you guys think there'll be a I am your father moment? Oh. <laughs> something something <laughs> of that magnitude?
2: I, I am your father's brother's sister's uncle's second cousin twice <laughs> removed.
1: boo. So what does that
2: what make, does us? That make
3: us?
0: Absolutely,
2: absolutely, absolutely
0: nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, I. I don't know if I would do another I'm your father moment because I don't mean like I don't mean top the original. I'm sorry. I know. It just I don't mean like
3: exactly that, but I mean like a moment like that where there's something that that leaves you like, I can't believe it. It just I can't believe it. Well they've only done that already
2: once. Yeah,
0: well, they've had moments like that before, like you know, in, in seven with with Han's death. Right. Yeah, Han, yeah, yeah. True. The popcorn yeah. literally fell out of my mouth. I almost dropped my drink <laughs> and sat forward in my seat and couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, that was your oh uh, my god moment. Yeah, so they're gonna have one. You know it. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And the question would be, what will it be? Yeah. Yeah. Most <laughs> people from China haven't cracked the code on the movie yet, and it. <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> We're all gonna sit here and wonder until December. 15th yeah Mm -hmm.
1: cracking codes um new books coming out in the next week uh the week of thanksgiving on the 21st we have star wars insider number 177 that is the uh the magazine put out by lucasfilm through titan magazines um on the 22nd wednesday the 22nd we've got two new comic books coming out star wars number 39 the Ashes of Jeddah Part Two. Um, which is where uh, Karen Gillian's taking the the crew back to Jeddah to let them explore the the ruins and the devastation caused by the Death Star. Uh and also uh from Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and eric jones and others uh star wars adventures number four is coming out and then over in the uk you have uh number th- star wars number 39 and star wars adventures number four releasing as well over there no jedi or no star wars insider so um so yeah that's pretty
2: much it did um did the star wars insider special editions come out this week or are they coming out next week also they have two special editions coming out i know they're your uh, end
1: editions the special editions remember right
2: it was like the best of 2017 interviews or something and then they had like the star wars insider 2018 i believe it was the two issues i I now i go and stump you huh
1: sort of um I'm not seeing them. They might have come out back in October.
2: Cause where they're supposed to come out like this week or I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I listened to too I'm many shows,
2: s- so I'm not sure what show I think bookworms was telling me, but was it talking about it?
1: I'm not seeing it on the list. So, um, I guess before we go, any final thoughts, this is did you know that today was life day? I heard somewhere that today was life day. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, this whole next life year, day We're going to have to do something huge. <laughs> next year is the 40th anniversary.
1: Oh, come, commentary episode
2: hey I, i'm i'm down for it i got the dvd oh, downstairs wow. there you go <laughs> you can also That's get
1: awesome. the you can also get the complete thing on youtube <laughs> so how about you jeff any final thoughts final comments
0: uh, you know, just um, for those on the fence, as far as uh, Battlefront 2 goes, um, I would recommend just do like I do. Do your homework, You know, watch YouTube videos, read the reviews, everything else, and and make a clear, conscious decision now that you don't have to pay an extra $100 uh, just to try and win around uh, with Battlefront 2. So get, give it a good chance before you crucify it, and, uh, and do your homework and enjoy the game, because I sure am. I, nice. I was afraid you were going to say, if you're on the fence
1: with what radio <laughs> <laughs> no, no. oh there's that too <laughs> no no i won't do that no
3: this deal is getting worse all the time <laughs>
1: Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, we will be off next week for the holiday. Uh, so, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you on the flip side, and maybe might have some discussion in regards to a potential Han Solo trailer, which I still say is coming out at the Disney holiday holiday show that that airs on uh, November thirtieth. I think it we're is getting, possible. I think we're getting a Han Solo tra- trailer
0: there. Oh. Um. Since oh, they said that would be interesting, yeah. since
1: they said it's Han Solo trailer is coming before the end of the year, I bet you it's going to be released there. That's
2: yeah, that or they'll release it with um, the Last Jedi.
1: Yeah, but I, I think they're going to give it a, a big, big thing, and that has become you know, like last year. They said this is going to become the bit essentially the the state of Disney speech and showcase all the new stuff.
0: Hmm. Now I have another reason to watch it. So, so mm-hmm.
1: that's going to be my guess. We're I'm still guessing.
0: Han Solo at that show. Mm That'd be, the,
1: that'd be the ideal ideal time to do it.
0: Either that or the Christmas Day uh, broadcast, one of the two.
1: Yeah. Well, if they do it, the Christmas Day broadcast, it would already it would already been done with The Last Jedi tagged on to there.
0: Could I be. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Could uh, be. So,
1: well, on that final thought. Um, well, go ahead. I'm not so there I was just going
2: to um, say before you hit the end, I want to um, tell Jeff, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. And um, have him plug his
0: shows. Where can we hear you? A couple different spots. Uh, DW60 plays on Sorcerer Radio every single Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. You get a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, if you missed that show, you want to hear Press Row, you want to hear the headlines for the Walt Disney World Resort, then check out DW60's Press Row podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and, of course, the We Be Geeks Network. Download it today. Never heard of it. Never heard of it? No, it's a great site. Mm-hmm. It's a great site. Lots of good content it on that site. You can check it out. Me too.
2: I've heard those guys are weird over there. Uh, I, I a group we, of people. I hear good we good. may resemble those remarks,
0: <laughs> but uh, and you can find me on Twitter at dw underscore sixty or in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone over on Facebook. So, 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 now when you
1: when you see people talk about Jeff's rants, now you'll be able <laughs> to go back and hear them, and there are some yeah. great ones. There have been some yeah, great ones,
0: and I'm sure there's going to be plenty as the years go by. And uh, now it's available for people to download, so they can listen anytime. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Disney comes up with next. That uh, that I don't agree with. So. I, I see. I I think
1: you need to pitch the whole Peta, PETA thing as a rant. Yeah,
0: I I would like to. Uh, I mean, like you guys, I'm off next week, so there is no show. Uh, but following that, coming out of the Thanksgiving break, um, yeah, I think I'd like to kind of lead into that a little bit, and uh, that
1: could be a nice little tease.
0: It could be. It could be. I could see a few more comments on in the Fun Zone than what I normally do because I normally. See quite a few, but this could really shake them up a little bit. Then <laughs> PETA and Disney. Who man, what a, uh, I, I I'm a pretty good uh, guy on the mic as far as acting out a uh, a good scenario, so uh, I think I'll play the game. Sounds good.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I'm Should glad I am glad I was able to pull that one over. Hopefully a lot of you listeners, but to pull it over the the ranter himself.
0: And <laughs> <'Cause laughs> you <laughs> kept a straight face the whole time. They can't see your face, but he kept a straight <laughs> face the entire time. He didn't really even look up or anything else. He stayed on his copy. He just read what he had to. It was good to go. So. <laughs>
1: I, I was so wait. I kept looking up going, what's Jeff doing? I'm ready for him to go.
0: I, I couldn't do that because I, I'm not a regular on this show. So no, I could you, not just, you, you could have done it just like interrupted you and like, okay, stop right there. The, the ridiculousness <laughs> of what you're talking about. No, I just couldn't do that to you. So but, that's why I just sat there and soaked it in. <laughs> the, the,
1: the sad part of this whole thing is even though it was fake, I can see it happening. <laughs>
3: I could have, I, could really could. I hope we haven't come to that point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have come to this point, and
3: give the
2: evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter.
1: Jax, I can hold it. Pull on. No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of the R2 unit. I lost R2.
2: I'll <laughs> find